Welcome to another episode out from the Cube. We have Jason Wells with us again. If uh, people that don't know, Jason is going to be somewhat of a frequent guest with us. And if you can see on our YouTube channel, he's actually traveling. He pinged me from the Atlanta airport, and he's going to be sporadic here as he's traveling to do some basketball clinics. If you want to know more about Jason, listen to my episode that I released Monday or Tuesday of this week. I spend about 10 minutes talking about Jason, our relationship, how we got connected, and we're not going to spend that time uh, today with him. Jason, I want to, uh, I quickly just gave you a phrase of what I wanted you to kind of discuss. Uh, it's something that really hit me about a year, year and a half or so ago when we started connecting. I'm not going to set the story up, but I want you to tell us about the story of you traveling in a car. You may have been in Houston with uh, with uh, Jerry Lucas. I got that right? Is it Jerry John, Lucas? John, John Lucas? John Lucas. Not Jerry Lucas. John Lucas. Um, and John Lucas played in the NBA. He may or may not be in the Hall of Fame. I actually don't know that. Um, but But there was a conversation you had with him in a car that I think is really on point for what our podcast is all about. And uh, that, that story hit me actually this morning when I was thinking about uh, recording another episode with you. Yeah, now no worries. First off, I gotta, I gotta give you a little bit of trouble. Every time you use the word ping, I'm like, you are dating yourself. <laughs> like, but it's okay. It's, uh, you when you That's a technical term, right? That's something I picked up in the technical industry. I'll ping you later, I'll ping you later. Perfect. Um, no, man, like the story is, is uh, really straightforward. And so quick little history about John Lucas. Uh, he was the number one draft pick in the NBA in 1976, which is the year I was born out of the University of Maryland. Uh, he played Division I tennis and basketball at Maryland. Um, yeah, short stint in the NBA. He ran into some drug and alcohol and, and just substance abuse problems. Had a second opportunity to come back into the league as a coach with the Spurs in the early, mid-90s, I believe it was, um, and, and still wasn't quite over it. And now he's in his third stint in the NBA as now an assistant coach for the Houston Rockets, been sober for, um, you know, 20-something-plus years and, and just an unbelievable basketball mind, unbelievable person that, you know, has hurdles to come over just like any of us. His hurdles may have been different from ours, but... He overcame him and uh, an unbelievable resource that I've been able to be connected to within the basketball world and within the leadership world. Hmm. So actually, there's something you said there that I, I really like that we can get into another episode. <laughs> no, it's just the idea of we all have hurdles to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. His, his are just different in nature yeah. uh, than maybe what we experience. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, you know, I haven't had that experience of being the, uh, with those hurdles that he has to overcome, but... I do have my own hurdles that I have to overcome. Absolutely. So it's all, it's all of us. And at one point, I do want to get into talking about that not being ashamed of that story. I'm not sure exactly yeah. how you phrased it, but we all have yeah. a story. Embrace your story. Embrace, yeah. Embrace your story. story. Yeah. But you were talking about being in a car with John Lucas, and he said something that resonated with you and something that you then conveyed to me that impacted me, really impacted yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, set the stage with that conversation. Yeah, so we were uh, we were actually in New Jersey working uh, Nike, Kyrie Irving, and uh, and uh, Anthony Davis. They do the bigs and the guards together, and uh, we were there in New Jersey. We have the top high school kids in the country. This may have been 2014, maybe. 
And uh, yeah, we were riding in the car, he's driving, I'm in the passenger side, and we just got to talking about my path and, and my vision throughout this thing. How did I see myself moving through the Nike um, scope and, and moving up and not, not even just within Nike, but just within the basketball world? Did I see myself as a coach? Did I see, you know, what, what did I, what I wanted? And uh, my my answer to that was, I want your job. That's exactly what I told him. Not not in a disrespectful way, but just in a in a very um, straightforward way. And I said, you know, I want your job. And he looked at me, and I'll never forget this. And it's probably the reason why I tell the story so well is because of the authenticity behind it. Um, he looked directly at me and he said, "Come get." It. <laughs> um, hmm. And that just that just and and again, that wasn't in a disrespectful way. That I took it in a way as um, he was saying, yeah, come get it. And and where I took that is, you know, we talk about, especially in the coaching world, you know, we talk about um, how these coaches have trees that fall under them, how Dean Smith has a tree, how Coach K has a tree of these coaches that are now great. And, if, you know, even going back to last episode, who's, who's great because of your greatness, these mm -hmm. coaches, you know, Roy Williams is great because he learned from Dean Smith. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Um, right. All of these guys that fall under the coach cage tree. And that's how I took it when he said that, um, you know, come, come get my job because not only do I want to continue to raise leaders, but I already have my eyes on the next move as well. And so I need somebody to come fill this role once I vacate. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was just a great opportunity for me to take something and, and run with it. Right. And so, again, keep in mind, the people that listen to the podcast, there, without question, is always going to be a sports spin yeah. to what we talk about. But that is, that is business. That is leadership. That is team development. That is not basketball. That, it, is that, not. It, it is not. It is this mindset of I, I'm developing leaders underneath me. I'm in a position of a director or a VP or some C-suite executive, and I am trying to prep, groom, and lead the people underneath me to get my job. Sure. And, and I, I just believe I read in a book or heard from a podcast this insecurity that leaders possibly have where yeah. they're, so, they, they're so wound up and so wrapped up in their job and making sure they have it and that there's an ego to that of the position they have that they, don't, they push people aside that are beneath them yeah. or belittle them yeah. or make them yeah. feel like, hey, you could never have my job because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more intelligent or more powerful. I have better resources. When this is a complete shift of it, to have somebody like John Lucas, who you're maybe 38, 39, 40 years old when you have that conversation, to say, come get it. And maybe yeah, so much so it. to say, come get it, but how can I help you? How yeah, can I help yeah. you get it? Yes, yes. And, and that was it. And it's just that last part that you said that was really the one. Uh, it, was, it was come get it and how can I help you achieve it? And so, you know, one of the things that he said in a direct statement after that was, if you have an aspiration of being in the NBA, if you have an aspiration of, you know, rising up in this, in this coaching world or in this development world, you can't look like the players. That's exactly what he told me. He said, you can't look like the players. And what he meant by that is at that time, I was still wearing my earrings. And I was still, you know, I looked like a player. I was two years out of retirement, two and a half years out of retirement. And not even from a conscious standpoint, more just from, you know, this is how I've always done it. And that statement followed up by that was, okay, here's a statement of, you you can't look like the players if this is what you want to do. And so now, not only am I going to tell you to come get my job, but I'm going to help you in a way to actually come get it. And like you said, it's leadership. Mm -hmm. Who's great because of your greatness? You can't have an ego. Leadership is not title. Leadership is not a position. 
Uh, I feel like in any leadership role, from a title standpoint, if you want to look at it that way, your number one goal should be developing other leaders, not mm. developing followers and definitely not pushing people away uh, because of your ego or, or you know, something that you want to hold on to. Right. And, and you, um, I took this from you as well. Um, boy, I've got a notebook. I said this on my podcast the other day. I have a Jason Wells notebook of spending <laughs> a year and a half or so with Jason um, of just notes. I typically take notes everywhere I go. I'm always prepared. But Jason, you had a phrase that you used with the kids that we used to train and work out with, and it was IUE. And mm. it really kind of goes along of the lines of this Lucas story. And the phrase is, if I get better, you get better, we get better. And I really like that in terms of team development. And then I actually saw the University of Washington actually uses that as well. They phrase it a little different, but kind of the same idea. But that is essentially what you're talking about. It's, um, you know, it's like this position I have, come and get it. Because if you get it, then I'm moving up and we're all getting better. Yeah, um, and that's actually one of the the titles um, that, of uh, one of my dialogues is I, t- I actually titled it find the I in team. And so in the team world, we're always taught there is no I in team. There is no I in team. Um, but I actually rephrase it in another way. There is an I in team. And because if I'm not bringing my best to the table, then ultimately I'm not bringing the best to our team. And our team isn't in the best situation to be successful and to achieve those increased results and increased performance that we want. And so if I'm not bringing my best self and you are, then ultimately we're not getting better. You're getting better. Right, right. <laughs> and and right. vice versa. If I'm bringing my best self and you're not bringing your best self, then we're not getting better. But if I'm getting better and you're getting better, then ultimately we're getting better. And so, yeah, that's, that's something that I really dive into as I uh, start to venture into this presenting world and facilitating world and especially in, in areas that don't have much to do with athletics because again we're all working in team environments whether it's occupational um, even from a relationship standpoint our romantic relationships they're all teams it's all teams <laughs> so, I've, I've, yeah. so for us to bring that together you know if I'm coming from an athletic spin if you're coming from an IT spin somebody else you know it doesn't matter it still all applies Right. So listen, I know we got to cut it short. I wanted to time block these. Uh, We are fortunate. Jason is at the airport and is flying to Fort Lauderdale, I believe you said, to spend the weekend training some athletes. And again, it's not about basketball with what Jason does. And I know he's going to work out 40 or 50 kids down in the Florida area. And he's using basketball as a tool to really teach life team leadership lessons which is and what we I want to get I'm into hit you right here, George. Let me let me cut you off. For yep. a second. And this yep. is something that you may or may not have um, noticed consciously when we were working together in the basketball world. Um, I am I have become very intentional about my words and the word training has right. always gotten under my skin. And so, you know, I feel like you train animals. I feel like you train a dog. Um, and so when I'm talking about working with people and enhancing people, I've been really, really intentional about using the word development. Like we're developing, especially when you're talking about young, young athletes, young people, but people in general, uh, we are developing instead of training. And so, um, yeah, I think that's big. Yeah. I think you to a word challenge right there. (laughs) Got you, man. I got you. Cause I think that's big because I can't tell you how many times in the IT and technical world that I am currently in, how many times I've gone to training. Yeah. I go to training yeah. a fair amount instead of maybe 
development and personal development, career development, technical development. With that being said, Jason, I know you're going to have a great weekend. What I want to hit on next week is how you changed my perception of being selfish. I used to think selfish was something that you just did not want to have. And I think you changed my mindset on a selfish teammate and what that looks like. That's what I'd like to talk about the next time we're together. So, right, listen, man, have a great weekend, and I'll talk with you soon. All right, bye, guys.